and you are listening to the Texas Standard. Video of the Ranch Road 2900 Bridge in Kingsland, Texas, being torn apart and swept away by a surging Llano River. You've probably seen it. It's been making rounds on statewide and national news circuits. The bridge's collapse was certainly evidence of the strength of this week's historic flooding in Texas Hill Country. It's the third bridge in as many years to be swept away in the state's so-called flash flood alley. The Texas Department of Transportation says these bridges were built to withstand up to 50-year storms. But in an area that's seen 500-year floods every year since 2015, well, it might be time for TxDOT to rethink its strategy. Sean Collins-Walsh has been writing about this for the Austin American Statesman, and he joins us now. Sean, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. This bridge that I was talking about in Kingsland, it was uh, built in, what, 1969, I understand. That's right. So it's 49 years old, which means it died one year short of its life expectancy, if you yeah. want to call it that. Well, how do how are these bridges designed to withstand, what is it, 50-year flood events? That's the, that's the, the terminology that's used? TxDOT designs most of its bridges, uh, like on RM and FM roads, for 25 or 50-year standards, uh, meaning that they're built to survive a 50-year flood event or 25-year flood event. For interstate highways that cross over waterways, it's a federal standard, even if it's built you know, in partnership with TxDOT for a 100-year oh, wow. right. uh, flood event. So it's, it's tighter for the, for the bigger bridges for interstates. So it wasn't that this bridge was particularly weak. It was just that it was more vulnerable. It was more vulnerable uh, in part because TxDOT rated this area around Kingsland as what they call a constant level lake. It's right upstream of the dams um, on the Llano River coming out of Lake LBJ. So it is supposed to be sort of a regulated area as far as the water level, Mm -hmm. and they don't expect there to be much variability in, in it. So that's why this was such a freakish storm that dumped an enormous amount of water in one specific spot that caused this to raise in an area where the water usually stays pretty consistent. I want to get back to that initial question, if we can, and that is if you've had a series of so-called 500-year events over the course of uh, three consecutive years now, should TxDOT, will TxDOT be reviewing its standards for the construction of these bridges? So the National Weather Service is reevaluating its definitions for 100-year storms, 500-year storms to reflect more recent data, hasn't updated them since the 1950s. That means that FEMA will be updating its flood maps. That means that state agencies will be changing what they consider to be a 100-year level, a 500-year level. Um, so I think it's all changing now because recent decades have been more severe in terms of intense rainfalls uh, than the data that was used previously, which comes from the 1950s. Are there other parts of Texas that you're aware of that are especially vulnerable where we, you know you might see uh, a need for a complete reevaluation like they're looking at now in, in central Texas? Yeah, the two main areas are central Texas with Flash Flood Alley, which is just the, the hill country effect of short, fast uh, rainstorms coming down. Uh, you know, the steep inclines uh, with little soil. And then there's the coastal area, which you saw with Hurricane Harvey. So both of those things are, are being reevaluated and uh, being expanded. And you think about the costs that are going to be tied to these calculations, not the least of which is just replacing this bridge right here. Have you heard any sort of estimates about what it's going to involve? 
Yes. So TxDOT hasn't put out a number yet. They said they have to, you know, fully investigate what what's damaged and how to rebuild it. I talked to a civil engineer um, based in Fort Worth. He said it's probably about a twenty million dollar job. Who foots the bill? Is it the state that foots the bill here, or I mean, I know that for instance, in uh, in the Texas capital city, they've been seeking millions of dollars for reconstructing uh, several uh, overpasses and bridges here. So for this, because it happened during this flood and the governor has issued a disaster declaration, if that's a federally recognized disaster, mm-hmm. then the state will pay for it, but they'll probably be reimbursed to 75% by FEMA, mm-hmm. which is how it usually goes uh, in rebuilding infrastructure after a federally recognized disaster. I think a lot of folks have turned their attention to um, whether or not we are seeing now the uh, the impact of climate change that that this is in a way you know uh, uh, the warnings now coming home to roost if you will I think there are two things that have developed in recent decades that um, make these bridges um, in in this area in particular you know more vulnerable than they were when they were built and that's development in mm-hmm. these exurban hill country areas causes more runoff and uh, the second thing is climate change there's Uh, High-intensity rainfalls are now more common than they were, and like you mentioned, Texas has seen 500-year floods year in and year out now, and uh, that is expected to increase. Sean Collins-Walsh continues to cover this story for the Austin American Statesman. We'll link to his latest, texasstandard.org. Sean, good to see you again. Thank you so much for stopping by the studios. Thanks again.